that scripture. Do you remember? Psalm 25. Okay. What, what verse, please? Four. There was a... Okay, yes. He says, show me the right path, O Lord. Point out the road for me to follow. What we've been doing all this month is showing you the way to follow. That's what we've been doing. We're not doing ABC for the fun of it. I mean, at least most of us here have finished primary school. With the exception of the children. Abby? So, it's not because we want you to learn A for apple, B for ball, Z for... No, 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 no. We're trying to take you back to the basics. What is expected of you as a Christian... How you should live your life as a Christian. The basic foundational teachings. That is what we've been trying to do all this month. So I don't want you to take it for granted and say, ah, you know, Pastor Yomi, started with Pastor M. Pastor M came, did A to Pastor Yomi came and did his own. You know, A means, B means, uh-uh. That's not what we're trying to do. You need to go back to the messages and listen to it, and then examine. He was examining yourself. He was examining yourself. As a Christian, every day, you must examine yourself. Are you really a Christian, or are you only changing your DM on Facebook? Are you really Jesus' baby? Or are you another type of baby? Praise God. Praise God. Really and truly, we want you to assess yourself examine your heart um, they were different I can't remember everything but things like quiet time cue for quiet time it's essential that you have some time alone with God that's only that's the only way you can grow if you don't have quiet time with you and God and you are actually hearing from God not that you are demanding you are always demanding you are actually hearing from God how can you grow as a Christian quiet time is basics basic okay so it's very important go back and listen to all the messages praise God now I'm supposed to finish you to Z and I will finish in Jesus name amen so U stands for the unity of the church. The unity of the church. I find it interesting because we as Christians, we are the, should I say, we are so quick to judge ourselves and to pull down the church. You know, any small thing, any small social media frenzy, we just kind of have a way of agreeing with it and forgetting that we are trying to keep a movement together. And that movement has an opposition that is constantly working. It has an opposition that is constantly working. And as Christians, we should guard the unity of this church. And when I say church, I'm not talking about David's Christian Center. I'm talking about the body of Christ. Davis Christian Center, yes, because you are in DCC. You must guard the unity of DCC. Look at the amount of people here that are being blessed by the word. Every day, people hear the word, they grow. When we call for testimony, so many people come out and testify, oh, I got a new job, I got a new this. 
Imagine if DCC wasn't here. Because one of you pulled down the church with your words or with your mouth or with your actions. You must guard, as in I guard jealously the unity of church. In fact, I have a principle. I don't have an opinion concerning any matter. The only opinion I have is that Jesus Christ is Lord. That is my view. Because someone will say, oh, that ah, this pastor went and did this. This pastor, I will tell you that you cannot judge another man's servant. I did not call that pastor, so I cannot judge him. It's not my business. What I want to know is that is his congregation still together? Because the Bible says, strike the shepherd and the sheep will scatter. So you must guard with all jealousy. You must guard it. Like with all your might, the unity of the church. Do pastors make mistakes? Yes. They are men before God. They are men before God. Do people make mistakes? Even your HOD will make mistakes. Somebody will offend somebody. But you must know that, look, just because I'm upset today doesn't mean that David's Christian Center is bad. Just because somebody offended me today or because I didn't agree with what was being said on the pulpit, doesn't mean that everything that they've been teaching me from January till now is completely useless. You must guard it. Psalm 133 verse 1. Message translation. It says, how wonderful, how beautiful when brothers and sisters get along. Verse 2. He said, it's like costly anointing oil flowing down from the head and the beard, flowing down Aaron's beard, flowing down to the collar of its priestly robe. What the scripture is saying is that when we are all together pushing forward the body of Christ, everybody gets a blessing. The anointing starts from the pastor because we are in unity. It starts from the pastor and then it flows down to even the children in the children's church. That's what it means. It means that blessings automatically flow. But what stops that blessing or that anointing is people fighting. I don't like this church. I don't like the way they do this. I don't know. There's some people that are just sent to destroy the body of Christ. Demons. They will come and that like they will be sowing seed of discontent. See, if anybody comes and sows seed about your church, shut them down. You have the right to shut them down. In fact, I realize that they only they, why you have you asked yourself why do they come to you? Why don't they come to me? Have you asked yourself? Why do they come and tell you, mm, do you know that Pastor Chike, they said the other day that we should all wear tie. Pastor Chike didn't wear tie. Can you imagine? Lead by, lead us by example. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Pastor Chike, sorry that I'm using you. <laughs> it's not intentional. <laughs> but do you understand? Anybody that's trying to source it, look, they are spitting in your water. It's like when you are thirsty. Imagine if you are really thirsty. And somebody gave you a cup of water to drink. You know that person is refreshing your soul. There's a way water will just refresh you. Now imagine somebody giving you that cup and doing peh in it. That's what the body of Christ does. It refreshes the soul. It's only the body of Christ that is concerned about your soul. Every other institution 
is concerned about every other thing. But the body of Christ is concerned about your soul. In fact, not just your soul, your body, your spirit, your marriage, your children, your welfare. Every day, we're concerned about you in total. Then somebody will not come and spit in the water that you are drinking in. Say, not me. Verse 3. Verse 3. It says, it's like the dew on Mount Hermon flowing down the slopes of Zion. Yes, that's where God commands the blessing and ordains eternal life. When we are together, blessings flow. Hallelujah. Do not allow, see, when, when the children of children of of old, I don't know whether I would call them God, children of God, wanted to build the um, Tower of Babel. Do you know that it was God himself that said that these people are of one voice and of one mind. There's nothing impossible for them to do. Do you know? It was God himself that said it. Which means that if as a body we are of one mind... There's nothing we cannot do as a church. We are a powerful force that oftentimes forgets the power that we have. We forget it because we are busy fighting on who should be ordained, who should not be ordained, who should speak my... Look, save God and forget all these other things. But protect the unity of the church. Don't be the one spreading bad news and don't be the one receiving it. Because receiving it will corrupt your mind. You won't know, because after a while, you'll be hearing, but you're hearing, hearing, hearing. You won't know when your heart will just change towards the, towards the church. Focus on the unity of the church. Do things to bring together the unity of the church. Don't be a divider. And identify dividers and remove them from your circle immediately. They want to destroy your life. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, number two, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm getting there. Number two, voice out your conviction. V is voice out your conviction. In bracket, evangelism. Hallelujah. It is so important, so, so, so important that we voice out our conviction. Do we all believe in God? Do we all believe in God? Do we believe he died? Do you believe he saved you? Do you believe that he's coming again? Do you believe that you would be blessed on earth and in heaven? So why don't you share it? Why don't you share it? There was an analogy that, um, was it Pastor M or Pastor K brought it? Well, like, I think I suspect it's Pastor M because of the way it was explained. She said, if you find a good restaurant, maybe it's Pastor K. I'm suspecting, but if you find a good restaurant that they are selling hot amala, it's Pastor K. Abi with Ogufe. There's a way he described it. That you know the one that they no, I'm not saying the one that they do around the roadside in a clean environment. <laughs> hot one with nice beggary and a way to for those of us that eat amala. Do you know that you would automatically tell a friend about it? As in, it wouldn't, it's like, man, I found one place though, that is cheap and the Amala is bad. Calm down, bring your mind to Christ. The way you said A is like you're going to work Amala this night. 
you will automatically tell a friend. So how is it that you are not telling your, co- your colleagues about Jesus? Has he not been good? Has he not been good? God has been good. God has been good to you. There's nothing like God. I mean, there's no person. I don't even know whether it's nothing. No, no, I don't know even just. I can't, I can't. He's quantified. There's no English word to quite describe how valuable he is. Or what he has done in my life personally. But we all, Christians nowadays, we hide our Christianity. Because we are afraid of being persecuted or something. I don't know what it is. But nobody knows you're a Christian at work. You're a Christian only when you walk through this door. Apart from that. And the interesting part of this thing is that other people are voicing out their own convictions. And they are very loud about it. They are extremely loud about it. There was, I, I saw something on social media. And, and the interesting thing is that you share both good and bad news with your friend. Anything good you've seen or bad you've seen, you share. I saw something on social media and I shared it with some people. It was a book. So some guy went to a bookstore and started shouting, Hey, these people have come again. Oh, these people have come again. Oh. It was a book for children. And it's called Gay BC. Has anybody seen that thing? And the man was so upset, rightfully so, because A is for something, I've forgotten. But basically what he did, this ABC of Christ that we're doing here, that man is doing gay BC for his own thing. Do you understand? So a child will pick up, uh, oh, C is for coming out. Coming out of what? What are you coming out of? So you see, somebody has invested money to voice out his conviction that, look, this thing is a good thing. To the point where he feels like children that don't even know how to say, ah, back, should learn something. And these people are pushing their agenda seriously and funding it. But we as Christians, we that we have a better agenda, we have a better message, a saving message, We hide it. And it should not be so. We must always aim to voice out our conviction, whether people like it or not. Whether it's accepted or not. See, at my office, they know. They know. In fact, first of all, they know, like now, if they want to send me a message. As soon as they send me a message, they say, oh, sorry, Amaka, we know you are in church. Eh? Yes, I'm in church. On Tuesday evenings, I'm in church. In fact, they know, and I will say, as you're saying something, I'll just say, mm, Jesus Christ will not like that. Whether you are Muslim, Hindu, whatever, mm, I will tell you that, what would Jesus do? I'll be asking you. In fact, one of my colleagues that I have been praying for, she's, she's been my mentee for over 12 years. And she doesn't go to church. She doesn't, nothing. She's one of those people that. And when she reads the Bible, they will, they will argue with themselves. You understand that kind of thing? That's all. Oh, is this logically? Are we not being influenced by society? Are we not being... I don't know if you've met anybody like that. Very big intellectuals. Your problem is that you are too wise. 
Or you are too knowledgeable. Because intellectually, you know, culture kind of shapes. If we were not born in Africa, perhaps if we were born in a Hindu, kinikon, kinikon, I don't... And she reads about different things. I say, I told her, I say, you, you will make heaven. I told, I say, you will give your life to Christ. I tell her bluntly. She will not laugh. She said, what makes you think I've not given my life to Christ? I say, you have not, you have not, you have not. You have not. <laughs> because some of the things you are saying, go, 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 make sense, go, make sense. I'm always telling her, when she talks something, oh, the other day, I read about this Hindu God. I say, Hindu God, when there's Jesus Christ. What are you doing with him? I will just be putting my conviction out there. This year, she told me that she started going to church consistently. In fact, there was a major issue in the office that really upset her that could have led to her resignation. Then she said that, and I spoke to her the night before. She was really angry, blah, blah, blah. Then the following morning, and I said, how do you feel about this issue? She said, well, she was lying down, and something told her that promotion comes neither from the east nor from the west. <laughs> hey, hey! I said, labo kete. I said, it's not something. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. I said, you cannot, not under my watch. And that is how we should be. Everybody around us, you should say, not under my watch. Not under my watch will you make hell. No, you must be in heaven with me. We must be just in intellectual things together. And that is how we should be. If every Christian says that the people around me, not under my watch, will you go to hell? We will have more souls for Christ. And I tell all the time, any opportunity, I'll just tell you, even if you're a Muslim, I'll just say, ah, you know, Jesus will not really behave that way. I'll just, I'll just ship it. I'm not forcing you. I'm just telling you. Praise God. And evangelism is not always just about talking. Sometimes in your lifestyle, you evangelize. How are you? Because some of us say, we're not really Christian. <clears throat> Don't be angry. You know, we are not really a Christian. You come to church, we agree. But in your behavior, that was not really a Christian. You need to go and they call for, come, come out. Okay, not today, so that people won't know that it was you I was talking about. But in your behavior, Matthew 5, Matthew 5 verse 15. It says, Yes, he says, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Which means that your good works can change, can change somebody's lives, life. All the things that we've been saying from A to Z, if you do it, your good works will evangelize. Praise God. And you can also go out and share the word. April is our month of evangelism. We, do, we did it last year. We're doing it this year. We're coming out as a team to go and share the gospel of Christ to everyone and anyone. It's so, so important that you participate. See, the way this kingdom works is more like... Um, what do you call this thing? Telemarketing, right? So which means that any little thing you do, 
towards the propagation of the gospel will be counted unto you. Do you understand? So, for example, if we're going to evangelize and you decide to bring water, just water for everybody, you've participated somehow in the evangelism. Even though you should really come out, right? Doing water only is not good enough. But everything you do, and the Bible says that those that win soul will shine bright. Can you find that scripture? You will shine bright. Daniel 12. If you win soul, you will shine bright. In fact, I got a revelation about this scripture some time ago because I was having a lot of friends that was that kept on saying that. Okay, thank you. It said, those who are wise... Those, first of all, they linked evangelism with being wise. It means that if you evangelize, you are wise. Do you understand? So it says, those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmaments, and those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. See, when we get to heaven, that's when we will know rank. It's not all of us that will be and we will not all be on the same level. Please, let's not, let me not deceive you. Some people will just make heaven. You know those type that I just make them. Praise God. Then there will be people that their brightness will be shining. They will be, it, you'll be seeing them like a maca. You'll be like, ah, is that person maca? Is that person maca? I'll just be shining, shining. I'll just be, I'll just be shining everywhere. And I, they, they are those. And I got a revelation about the scripture because a couple of um, years ago, I had a lot of friends that kept on saying that they saw Jesus, they saw Jesus, and they kept on describing him as light. And the Holy Spirit explained this telemarketing to me. Everything you do to give, to evangelize, is you shine bright. It's like a star on your head or a star on your crown. But Jesus gets all our crowns because he's the reason that people are giving their lives to Christ. Hallelujah. So it's so important that you evangelize with your life and with your mouth, with your words. Go out and speak to somebody. Go out and tell them about Jesus. They need it. So many people are dying, are suffering, are depressed. They are going through hell. Devil is using them fully. Destroying their lives. They are addicted to drugs. They are addicted to sex. They are addicted to different things. All they need is Jesus. All they need is Jesus. So number two is what? Voice out your... Number three, or W rather, is the word. The word. The word. The word. The word became flesh and dwelled among us. The word. How many of us were at Word Feast last year? Wow. Were you blessed? I... Fa- I discovered something that the word, if you find something, the word can be even more powerful than prayer. Ah, that's what they thought. I think that thing was like illumina. Illu- the word. See, we say it here all the time. If you can find it in the word, you can have it in your world. The word is everything. The word of God is everything. Study your Bible. Open it once in a while. No, every day. Let, let's start with 
a day aside from Sunday. Let's start there. Just check, just peep it. What are they saying here? It will change your life. It will change your life. John 15, verse 7. The word will change your life. It says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you would ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. If you abide in me, you abiding in God is connecting to God. Then the word abiding in you is that the word of God is shaping your very existence. So everything you read in the Bible, you don't read it for the sake of just reading it. You read it to do. You read it to change. It says the word of God is there to correct, to encourage. So anything that the word of God is correcting in your life, you correct it. Anything is saying that, look, you, you are in health. You are not the sick. You are in health. You believe it. You hold on to it. When the word of God, anything that the word of God says, once it gets into you, it said your word entered into me and it sets me on my feet. Which means that the word has the capacity to set you, literally set you on your feet concerning any matter in your life. See, in this word, you can find husband. You can get children. You will get business. You will advance in career. It is in this word. That's, that scripture promotion comes neither from the east nor the west. I got it here. There was a period I was pregnant with my son. And I wanted to go abroad to have my child. And I requested for two extra months off work without pay. Now, my office does evaluation every six months. So what it means that I have three months maternity plus two months unpaid leave. That means really I only worked for one month. And if you know anything about evaluation, that is null and void because I did not do anything. So I don't even have an evaluation. So when I was asking my boss for the time off, he reminded me of this. And I was at a corner point in my career where I was supposed to be promoted. So he said that, Amaka, this thing you're asking for, you know it can, it may affect your promotion. And I didn't know from nowhere, it just came. Promotion comes neither from the east from the west, but it comes from the Lord. It came from inside. Because that word had been in me. I had eaten that word. So it didn't matter whether or not I worked for five or six months. I can work not at all, but promotion. I can decide not to work, but promotion. It must come. Because he said neither from the east nor from the west, but it comes from the Lord. Only God elevates a man. He picks him up from the dumb king and makes him a king. This is the God that I said, the word had entered into me. So by the time I had said, I just said it. The man laughed because he was a pastor. Of course I was promoted. See, this life is sweet when you have the word. If you can just find it, find it. Just open, open. Say, I, okay, it's true. I'm the blessed. Ah, it's true. Find it. Because what the devil tries to do is to steal the word. Because he knows that it is potent. If you have the word, you have results. So find the word. The word of God. See, don't play with your quiet time. That is when you study the word. That is when God tells you that ah, 
Amaka. It's in this Bible I found that Amaka, you're a leader of nations. Many will come to you and hear you speak. Nations that you do not know of. It is in this Bible and see, look, just be watching me. This is where I've started, but this is not the end of me. It's in this scripture. You will find your future. Your past will be analyzed. And then he will tell you that it doesn't matter what your past was. I'm taking you the path of the justice as a shining light. It shines brighter and brighter like the dawning of a new day. It's in this scripture. This thing we're saying is not Greek. He said the word of God is spirit and is life. Which means that if you apply the word of God to anything, it becomes alive. So your business is closing. Where is the word of God concerning your business? So that you can wake it up. It is the word that said Lazarus come forth. It is the word. Don't play with the word of God. It is the word of God that makes the difference in a Christian's life. We can tell how much you've grown by how much word you have. When circumstances hit you, when challenges come against you, where is the word that you have kept inside of you to give you life, to allow you to go forward? It is the word. Hallelujah. <sighs> Pastor Chike, I'm Pastor. I, I salute, sir. I understand the problems that you were having. <laughs> X is for excellence. X is for excellence. Excellence. Right? Colossians 3 verse 22 to 25. I found this scripture. What day was did I preach? I can't remember. But this scripture stood out for me. When we're talking about walking. He says, servants... Do what you are told by your earthly master. And don't just do the minimum that you just get by. Do your best. He said, walk from your heart for your real master, for God. Confident that you will get paid in full when you come into your inheritance. Keep in mind always that the ultimate master you are serving is Christ. He said, the sullen, uh, the sullen servant who does shoddy work will be held responsible. Can we underline this last line? Being Christian does not cover up bad work. Please underline. Bold. I don't know if you can do it. Highlight. Praise God. Children of God, because you have given your life to Christ, doesn't mean that God be blessed any rubbish that you do. Please, let's be realistic. I'm, you are praying that God should build your business, but you are a horrible business person. You don't know bad business etiquette. You never deliver on time. You turn off your phone. You say you are coming, you are coming, you are coming. Carpenter. Why do, why do all, these, all these artisans, why do they behave like this? I'm on my way. I'm on my way. I'm just at Lekki Phase 1 now. Which part? Sir, 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 sir. Off. 48 hours later. Sir, you will not imagine what just happened to me. That day, I was really on my way. And yet, you'll be praying that God expand my business. See, God doesn't bless shoddy work. He ex Because we have an excellent God. 
he expects excellence. In everything you do, at your job, in church, because people believe somehow that because when you are coming to church to volunteer, you can just do any nonsense. It's not every offering that God receives. Go and ask Ken and Ebe. God expects the best. The best. The best. The fe- entitling best. In your money, he expects the best. In your service, he expects the best. If you see anything in church that you think is not excellent, it is you that God has sent to correct that thing. Because our God is an excellent God. Look at how he created the whole earth excellently. Created different systems that cannot be disrupted. I was studying science with my son. And we're talking about the water irrigation system. How God has done it that when the cloud is full, it empties itself. It's called perspiration. I say, you see, nowadays, parenting, you're quite involved in your child's education. Unlike before, I don't recall my parents ever doing perspiration with me, but the water, it will come down. Once the cloud is full, it will come down and water the earth. Now, when it waters the earth, it water the ground, it water the oceans, the rivers. Then the sun that the same God has created will use that water evaporating back into the clouds and that cycle continues to the earth ends so come the rain come shine that cycle of water moving see how excellent and detailed our god is but then you want to do anything and say god bless me lebo papa lege lege business expand 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 you are deceiving yourself expand expand promotion promotion see Promotion comes neither from the east nor from the west, yes. But if you are doing shoddy job, God is a just judge. He will keep you dear. Promotion, promotion, promotion. My sister, go and do better. Excellence, okay? Excellence. Number five. I'm doing better than you two. Praise God. (laughs) Yield to the Holy Spirit. Why is yield to the Holy Spirit? There's, there, there are just some foundational things that I don't know if you don't do it I don't know how you are surviving the Holy Spirit is your com- companion he's your helper he's everything that you, see this thing from A to Z you can't do it without the Holy Spirit every point we've given you from A to Z you need the Holy Spirit to actually implement it He's uh, the Holy Spirit. I don't know. I don't know. What was I doing before I found you? I just don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a small gist. So today, I was on Channels TV. I had an interview on Channels TV. Praise God. It was with respect to my work. So no big deal. But it was a particular topic I had to research on and come and discuss on Channels. So yesterday night, when the children had given me breathing space, I started studying on the topic. So I studied, researched, did. It's a topic I'm familiar with, but I still needed to prepare myself. Excellence. You don't say because you know it, you just show. Mistake. Mistake. You must be prepared. So excellence. I started preparing. In fact, I, I prepared my responses. I prepared everything. Then I went to bed. As I was sleeping, I heard in my spirit, Holy Spirit, I heard in my spirit, that secular has been put on hold. And I woke up with 
on hold. On hold. That's what I heard in my spirit. On hold. So I was just thinking, Joel did it on hold. I just played worship music. I was worshiping the Lord on hold. As I was driving to work, the Holy Spirit said, remember, call so-so-and-so person to ask them about the implementation of this secular. Bear in mind, I had prepared my response with respect to this secular. I was already prepared for what I was going to say on Channel TV. So, throughout the driving, he kept on saying, call this person, call this person, call this person. I just kept on, Holy Spirit kept on prompting me. So, as I sat in my office, just before, an hour before I was supposed to go live, I just picked up my phone and called that person. Okay, this secular, something, how are you guys implementing it? That person said, ah, this secular, I think it has been put on hold though. I said, put on hold. He said, no problem. Wait, I'm going to call my treasury manager so we can reconfirm. She called her treasury manager. All of us, we did a three-way. And the lady explained in detail what had happened that this secular was put on hold. One hour before I was going on national TV. That's how I would have disgraced my life. I would have just gone there and said, oh, I know this secular. Kinika, kinika, kinika. I would have just said, nonsense. Meanwhile, the truth is that it's happened. So, imagine, I just, disgrace. <laughs> I'm supposed to be a professional and, and I should know, I should be up to date with respect to all issues. I should not be one. Jesus Christ. So, as the lady told me that it was on hold, I now said, eh, okay, I now called another person. To reconfirm what that lady has said, because I will not only rely on one, the matter of two or three witnesses, their safety. Scripture. I just called that person. That person said, Oh, yes, it has been put on hold. This is the reason why. So the person reconfirmed what the already asked the Holy Spirit. Why you love me so? He just said, I got you. Even what you don't know, he said he will bring to remembrance. You will know all things. This Holy Spirit got you if you allow him. So imagine all this prompting, all this work that the Holy Spirit has been doing since yesterday night. This thing is on hold. Call this person. Do this thing. Take this. Everything that the Holy Spirit has. Imagine if I ignored it. I refused to yield to what the Holy Spirit was telling me. I would disgrace. That's how my partner would just come in. Come, come, come. How many years have you worked in this firm? You know when they start a conversation with how many years have you worked? You know you really bungled. The Holy Spirit. Yield to the Holy Spirit. He's constantly talking to you. And the more you yield, the more you hear him more clearly. He's talking. He's saying, do this. Amaka, you are badly behaved. You should go and, go and apologize to your husband. That one used to pay me, but let's, let's move. <laughs> Amaka, stop this. Do this. Apologize. Make this change. Talk to this person. Adjust this thing. This is what the word of God says. Even with days that I'm down and I feel like, God, I can't do this anymore. I'm tired. When will you come? He will say, don't worry. You can do it. He will encourage you. He will correct you. He will bring to remembrance the word. That scripture that I remember, promotion comes neither from the east. It's the Holy Spirit. As I'm standing here, it is the Holy Spirit. Don't be deceived. People that know me know that I don't like this. But I do it because the Holy Spirit has commanded. So I yield myself. I yield myself. So you must yield yourself to the Holy Spirit, to the direction of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because he is there to help you. That is his only function. He's here to guide you, to help you. So you must yield yourself to the Holy Spirit. Okay? 
Galatians 5, 16 to 26. I will not read it. I'm going to the last point. In my last three minutes, I'm doing better than you. Praise God. <laughs> last point. Z is for zeal. Z is for zeal. The dictionary meaning of zeal is exerting great energy or enthusiasm in the pursuit of a cause or an objective. You must have, another word for it is passion. Passion. You must have passion for the things of God. You must have zeal for the things of God. He said, you must, Romans 12 verse 11. Romans 12 verse 11. He says, be enthusiastic to serve the Lord. Keeping your passion towards him boiling hot. Radiant with the glow of the Holy, uh, Holy Spirit. There's no how. Because you can't be fully, this passion, you cannot keep it boiling hot without the Holy Spirit. Too. You can't. He says, radiant with the glow of the Holy Spirit and let him fill you with excitement as you serve him. See, serving God can be, should I say monotonous. So if you were an usher, for example, every Sunday, every Tuesday, come, come, come. And then one person, come, come, come. You'll be directing people. People will be rude to you, different things. So you can, you can get tired. But you must always be excited and enthusiastic about serving God. Whatever you need to do to get your zeal back, go and do it. If you need to rest or take a break, whatever. But it says that you must keep serving him with passion. There's a passion you have when you just give your life to Christ. That passion should still be there even when you die. There should be a passion or a zeal to constantly serve the Lord. Serve the Lord with your heart, with your might. I read the, the billboard outside. It says, serve the Lord with your heart, with your might, with your intelligence. Don't get tired of serving God. Don't get offended that you choose not to serve God. Is it God that offended you? Some people will say that, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not serving in church again. They offended me. Now, God, were you serving human beings or were you serving God? That's the question you need to ask yourself. Don't get tired of serving God. Don't get, the Bible says, don't be weary in well-doing. Don't be weary in coming to church. Don't be, don't be one of those people that when you started working for God, you are here for workers' meeting. But now that you have big, you've become a big boy. You are a big boy now. If we call you for workers' meeting, you don't come in. In fact, you come in by 12 noon. You are the guest minister. We should, we should send protocol to you to hold your Bible. Because you are the guest minister. We should be, when you, as you're coming in, we should just say, ah, welcome, sir. The Lord be with you. Grace, grace, and glory. Grace, 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 and glory. Please come and sit down in front. Why, why change your behavior towards God when he hasn't changed his towards you? God is still passionate about you. He's still passionate about ensuring that you are doing well. He's still passionate about blessing you. He's still passionate about protecting you. Then why has your passion died? Why do we now need to encourage you to serve in God's house? You know, we have to encourage you. 
there's even a trend that is starting that if you volunteer to do something in church, we have to ensure that you have refreshments. That people will complain if they are working for God all day and they don't give them refreshment. Ha. You want to limit your blessing to Coke and Fanta. That's what, no, seriously, when you put conditions on your service to God, you've limited your blessing to that condition. See, there's nothing I can't do for God. It doesn't matter that I'm an associate director. If God needs me to wash toilets, I will wash it gladly with all joy. I will clean gutter for God. I will do anything for this, my God. Because I know where he picked me from. I know his investments in my life. And I know where he's taking me. It doesn't, see, you, are, you should never be too big to do anything. That's why some of us, we call ourselves team anywhere necessary. We're not in any departments. We're in team anywhere necessary. So if it is necessary for me to clean up a toilet, I would do it. If it is necessary for me to do anything for Christ, I will do it with all joy and gladness because I cannot limit my blessing to Coke and Fanta that they did not give me Coke and Fanta. Some things need to stop. Some things need to stop. As Christians in God's house, you must save God with your mind. You must have more passion about the things of God than, the, than all, the, all your other things that you have in this life. They are good. I'm not saying don't be passionate about your career, your business. No, you should be passionate about that. But God's, the passion for God should be higher. You should be more passionate about things of God than any other thing. Because the things of God affect those other things. If you focus on God, oh, he said, look, I know that you need clothes. I know that, put, put up that scripture. He says, you have need of these things. In that sense, even the Gentiles run after these things. If you put up that scripture, it says, even the Gentiles run after these things. Which means, I know you desire this thing, but can you please desire me more? And it says, when you desire me more, all these other things will begin to desire you. It said, money is like, what, wind. So when you focus on God, once you are chasing the wind, you can never catch it. But once you catch God, wind follows you. Do you understand? So be zealous, be passionate about God. Praise God. Have you been blessed this evening? Have you been blessed this month? Have you been blessed this month? So let's rise up to our feet. And we're going to pray a prayer. The Father, may this series not just be like any other series where I hear the word and I go home and nothing changes. Teach me which parts from A to Z do I need to take particular note of? Which part I need to take particular note of and improve on? So begin to speak. Open up your mouth and say, Father, please teach me which part of A to Z I need to take note of. Is it to examine myself? Is it to review my motive? Is it to spend more time with you? Is it to pray? Is it to voice out my conviction more? Is it to reignite the passion that I had for you when I gave my life to Christ? What is it, oh God, that you need me to change within my life? Is it to evangelize, Father? Is it holiness? Do I need to let go of some bad habits? Do I need to let go of some friends so that I can focus on you, oh God? What is it about this series that must stick with me, that I must go away and begin to do in my life, oh God? Mahi katanda legede bo katanda legede. 
Mazika tunda lege de bo shiakata na lege de Mazika tanda lege de bo zakata Oh Lord let me know within A to Z oh God The aspects that are peculiar to me That I need to focus on Mazika tanda lege de bo shiakata na lege de Mazika tinda la katunda lege de bo sa Mazika tunda lege de bo shiakata da da Mababata katana lege de Oh mazike tere Will I should I follow people that are ahead of me. Should I for more come to the gathering of people more, oh God? Show me the path that applies to me. Direct me, oh God. Point the road to me. Point the way to me, oh God. I don't want to be just an ordinary Christian. I want to advance in my walk with you, oh God. Help me to yield more to the Spirit. We know you've been blessed by this message. To order a copy of this message or any of our messages, you can call us on 80 or 080-777-14412 or you can visit our website on www.davidschristiancenter.org Davids Christian Center Home of Victorious People